Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. It's another wonderful week here for the boys. Henry and I have caught up again in person. We've rediscovered the romance. We're flirting again. We're sending nudes. You better believe it's all happening. And we're going to chat around a great suburb today and chat about it too. We're going to chat around it. We're going to chat through it. Sometimes <laughs> you can't gonna, chat under it. You can't <laughs> chat over it. You have to chat through it. We're going I mean, I on a suburb hunt. This this show is really about chatting around suburbs, not really about them. Yeah. With the, the oft-leveled criticism of, gee, it's not really about the suburbs, to which I would point you to great you know, Milo and Nutrigrain chat mm. last week in School of Rock chat to show you that you're probably right. We are a content adjacent product is how I would, uh, is how I would yep. class with what we do. With your great branding and marketing mind. Uh, Henry, today we are unpacking Salisbury, a suburb which I'd say probably heard for the first time of in 2020. It's an interesting, um, it's interesting that we're doing this suburb because we were deciding like what we were going to do this week and... I have been thinking for a while, it's strange that in the Unpacking Brisbane universe, which of course incorporates the mangroves, um, yeah. there is a suburb after 81 episodes that we haven't done being Salisbury. Oh, but very true. for the mangroves, it is maybe the suburb that that product in the band is most associated with. Uh, I'd say almost beyond death. Maybe bar like New Farm for the New Farm Park song, but... Yeah. I think, yeah, so we have Salisbury, which is such a special, iconic suburb to us for the mangroves, but uh, Unpacking Brisbane hadn't poked it with a 10-foot pole, mate. No, and and upon researching uh, this week, I, I've rapidly understood why we haven't poked it with a 10-foot pole, Henry. There's, um, fair to say, there is not a lot to do in Salisbury. And a lot of people would have said that we should have seen this coming because the song... <laughs> that we have all been involved in. Um, you know, ne neither you nor I wrote it, but dare I say, no. I've heard it a few times. And I've, I've played it. I've heard it. It very specifically says that Salisbury has one thing, and I take that as an express inclusion and a lot of implied exclusions. Yeah. And by yeah. God, we've learnt them. But it's that level of preparation and professionalism that has led me to eat a uh, Mexican chicken uh, capsicum bowl live on the podcast yeah. that I made. Now, really a sort of deconstructed fajita, what, I want to say. That is, what it is, is it's a uh, Uncle Ben's Mexican-style rice. Whack it in the microwave, mm -hmm. 90 seconds. And what makes uh, Uncle Ben's rice Mexican-style? Um, it's It's got um, a full Guzman burrito in it. Um, <laughs> the, the alfoil. It's wearing, yeah. a, it's wearing a sombrero to cancelable Day of the Dead party. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's uh, Donald Trump. Tried to bloody kick it out of my kitchen, didn't he? Oh, that, so that Cheeto. Weird that you and him are co-hosting uh, mornings in Townsville now. That's it's to uh, it's a bit of an overcorrection of the uh, accusations yeah. of left-wing bias that get lobbed <laughs> at the uh, national broadcaster. Is that they've said, all right, you think we're biased? Your new co your new mornings co-host. Donald J. Cheeto. Ah, shit. Well, that was kind of left wing of us to call him yeah. Cheeto. You know, these are the your these are these are the day to day. Host, <laughs> your afternoon's co-host, Adolf Hitler. 
Americans. Clearly, the ABC didn't actually employ any of these people. They're just doing really bad impressions. <laughs> yeah, the weather in Cairns looks so good. Oh, how good? <laughs> oh, how, Hitler. Charter's Towers is nice. Oh. Yeah, no, we love that. Mein Kampf quiz Monday with, <laughs> with Hitler. <laughs> hey, movie quote Monday. Um, we do love um, it. But Henry, mm. just while we're on, uh, on, while we're on housekeeping, yeah. before we get to the intrigue that is Salisbury, uh, last week uh, you copped a bit of stick from me, from yourself, uh, from everyone about the fact you're basically living in a hotel. Living in a hotel. Uh, the beautiful, um, the beautiful studio apartment. That's sh- yeah, that the, studio the being studios. paramount, a shit one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the studio studios, as uh, we can call it. Yep. Um, where you're broadcasting from now? Uh, you know, I had a lot to you know criticise it about. I would have rather lived in a fucking tent in the bottom of a muddy hill compared to what the state of the Longstreet Studios has been for the last two days. Yeah, mate, I've obviously been getting drips and drabs of information yeah. from you along the way, but there was a, uh, I don't want to say schreidenfreude, but there was a there was a small amount of relief mm. that after, you know, I'm living in a fairly small, cramped hotel room, not a lot of life to it, not a lot of colour, um, but at least it's also devoid of one colour, which is brown. Yeah, yeah. To cut a long story short, uh, the outside deck of my home became absolutely flooded with poo, just <laughs> inundated with, with poo, and, and it's... It's only when a large part of your house becomes flooded with poo that you realise how rare it is to see a surface in your life that isn't the toilet bowl that's flooded with poo. It's really alarming. Can I ask you something, mate? Yeah. In what I imagine was a pretty stressful few days, did anyone have a little moment of, I'll oh, pull yourself together, boff, it's just a bit of poo? I hope, um, I hope that Johnny English reference was made. Jack made it last night a little bit past its use-by date, yeah, but I, I reckon we'd all thought of it because I thought of it and I'm like, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to downplay how fucking annoyed I am about Yeah, it. that's dead right, actually. I don't think you want to yeah, turn yeah. this in. <laughs> <laughs> into like, oh, we're all joking. So, cut a long story short, uh, dear listeners, basically um, the house we are renting, I believe, has some pretty old plumbing. Turns out a tree root got its way into the pipes and blocked the pipes. So... Um, one of our housemates was having a shower on Sunday night um, and it just started basically flooding the downstairs. So we told him to jump out. That's fine. We took some videos, you know, submitted some maintenance requests and talked in the housemates group chat about how, yeah, wow. So when we shower, we flood the house. Let's, you know, let's not shower at the moment. Now, Jack, great friend of the show, fellow housemate, uh, goes to his girlfriend's house ostensibly um, because our plumbing's fucked. So you'd assume he'd shower there. Mm. Uh, which I assumed until I was woken up about 7am on Monday morning to the sound of my room flooding because he's gone upstairs, walked in, seen all our messages and gone, nah, doesn't apply to me. I'll treat myself to a shower. So he's just up there whistling to himself, floods the living room, floods my room, and that's when we sort of escalate it to be like, right, this is an emergency. So... That's bad enough. I've seen these videos, by the way, on Pakistanis. Joe is not talking about a leak. It was Niagara Falls. It was like it was raining from upstairs. Like, like truly those... Um, we had a book about it once. I think it was some kid's book where... I can't remember enough to give an accurate description, but the roof collapsed. I think the duck came over for tea and, yeah, and right. left the bath on or something. Maybe it wasn't the tiger who came for tea. Irrespective of any of the <laughs> that, it was it, it's cooked. It's insane what you had to live with, and yeah. I'm also sure Jack did have a shower at Katie's house, and he, he does love to shower. Helped himself to another one when he yeah, got home. I think 
the the optimism to think that plumbing isn't connected uh, when it's sort of the whole premise. I, I really admire. You haven't um, you haven't opened a Getter Burger in the shower by any chance? Like that maybe. Is- well, mate, I saw enough Getter Burger fucking digested over my deck. So oh. what happens is a plumber comes, taps one of the outside pipes, just taps it, and this is enough force to release a burst oh. of human poo oh. all over the deck. It's just disgusting. Oh, our old little and, studio. Oh, the little studios. Oh. Basically rendering my room inaccessible because I'm not going to wade through a pile of human poo um, well, to get to it. You know. Toughen up. Yeah. We've all heard of uh, the bubonic plague, mate. I think they yeah, come on, mate. They still, mate, they still managed on. to get their laptop. <laughs> But, um, but, but then, that is, I, I, um, I'm laughing, but I'm crying. I, I yeah, cannot yeah. believe how stressful of a few days. So I, I, you know, for as much as we give you stick about, oh, it's a studio, it's a bit small, you know, it's a hotel, your, your view is of a concrete wall. If you can get up and walk around and your feet aren't covered in shit, you've done really well, mate. All I'll say is that any poo that I'm rolling around in in this apartment is voluntary. I've, mm. I, at least I've made... Yeah, and I've seen the videos. Mm, yeah, I've, <laughs> and it's voluntary. You got to, you know, and if it, it's 1am and I'm living in a hotel room by myself and I, I want to do some DIY finger painting... On on the on the white wall of this you don't want to bleed of this random unit block, then that's what I'm going to do, bro. It's like yeah. it's like the Stanford prison experiment in here. Some days I gotta I gotta make myself I gotta make myself. But no, but no one's no one's incentivizing you to do it at all. Not not at all. I'm just like yeah, I guess the discovery is when some people live alone, they um draw with poo on the walls. It's not really a thing about authority or uh, I don't know what we can draw from this for uh, for the psychological uh, studying. I think that was just one weird guy. <laughs> Um, righto. Uh, anything else in housekeeping, Henry? We um, we actually we frequented you and I uh, one of Brisbane's icons. Oh, I'd say over the weekend. Yeah, good on good on you for putting this out there, mate. We just wanted to give not the suburb we're doing yeah. in any way because this is in Woolongabba. But huge shout out to the disguises shop. What's it actually called? Yeah. I think it's just called disguises. I think it's just called disguises. So this is, you know, the iconic, uh, some would say costume shop. They would probably disagree in Wool and Gabba. And we went there to uh, get some ABBA outfits of which there was an entire wall of them. Yeah. No, not ABBA because I don't think they got the rights. They, they were just called no, like yeah. Super Trooper Disco costume. Yeah, Super Trooper di- Swedish I found, blonde pop star. I found that weird Waterloo. that they were, they were allowed to, I don't know, whatever copyright they had going. Going on, but they were clearly allowed to say Super Trooper, but not ABBA. So I guess I guess Super Trooper outside of ABBA has a, a meaning, like yeah, like in the same sense, you probably can't copyright um, like I Have a Dream or whatever that song is. Yeah, well, no, I'm Ma- Martin Luther King Jr. tried. That, yes, he he tried to he tried to rip <laughs> and, off and the opening number. Of, <laughs> see, see, I think you would be allowed to be like Dancing Queen costume. In fact, I think oh, I saw sure. one because it's like, oh well, we, you could play dumb and say, oh, we weren't ripping off ABBA. This is a we just thought it was a, a white yes queen co- dance, a white colourful <laughs> costume with blonde wigs, and it's the <laughs> the dancing queen. Um, but it's weird that they're allowed to do others because there was very clearly like a Freddie Mercury queen outfit, yeah, not like moustache and yellow jacket, eighties rock singer, no. <laughs> ambiguously gay. <laughs> My favourite was they had baby costumes yeah. and one of the baby costumes was chucky like the haunted killer doll chucky um 
but the baby was just wearing, I don't know if you've seen Chucky's outfit. It's just like a little jumpsuit and a long sleeve colorful so shirt. I think it, it's what a baby it's very wears. Cute. It just, yeah. It looks like something you could have bought at friggin' pumpkin patch for your baby. Chucky is all face yeah. and the knife he has in his hands. What is scary about Chucky is not the torso. No, Chucky. It's like if someone was like, I'm, I'm Freddy Krueger and just wore his nice red and black striped jumper. <laughs> like no face, no gloves, no hat or anything. Just like, oh, yeah, I, um, I'm wearing the one normal piece of clothing that this villain wears. You're like, I'm here as the Hulk. You're just wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, I'm here as Indiana Jones, just wearing like tan <laughs> pants that he might wear sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like that. But we did note when we got there, very, it's a small Brisbane thing, but this shop is disguises. And I don't know about you, but I, I go to a costume party or it's, here's the costume, come along, yeah. it's a costume party. It, I've never been invited to a 20- disguise party because I <laughs> think of disguises, I think espionage and crime. Yeah. You don't get invited to a 21st and it's like, oh, the theme is disguise yourself as, you know, (laughs) sluts and prudes or disguise yourself as chads and chavs or whatever. Like it's, it's costumes, which makes me wonder whether disguises is secretly moonlighting in the more dark espionage side of things. I I think so. Yeah. Well, no, I want to hear the day where it's like, yeah, um, it's pretty hot at the moment. There's actually a hit and run that um, I I think they're starting to, the, the walls are starting to close in. I think I'm just going to lay low and dress up as Buzz Lightyear for, uh, <laughs> for a couple of months. I, I, get me a disguise. Yeah, guys, we, uh, we're going to have to go undercover. You know, we've all been, uh, we've all been unearthed. Someone's got the list and um, yeah, so pick up your Indiana Jones hats and whips on the way out. I, I won't be seeing a lot of you for a while and we're not going to make it. I like the idea that... Disguised. I like the idea that there is like a pirate on the run in Brisbane and goes into the disguises shop thinking he's just going to get like a T-shirt and jeans. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I need a disguise. And they're like, oh, we can... Yeah, you can be uh, Abba. He's like, no, not Abba. It needs to be Dancing Queen uh, <laughs> with Blonde Week. No, not Super Trooper, you fool. No. Uh, so that was our weekend. Mm, very fun. It's great, to be, great to be back in Brisbane over the weekend. Yeah. So it, you haven't, it, uh, hasn't, it changed, also, hasn't changed a bit. It was also Riverfire. Um, oh, yeah. Which, you, know, you, you know how I feel, overrated. Yeah, we have covered Riverfire um, in that length. Can I dwell... Tell you another big Brisbane thing is that Georgia and I went and saw uh, Boy Swallows oh, Universe, um, which well, like Boy Swallows three hours of your time, you're not getting back, eh? Hey? Oh well, oh, no, me. no comment on that. It was a it was a good good little show. Um, very weird in that, like sitting there, um, hearing Brisbane suburbs get laughs, like not even in the context of jokes. It'd just be like, so I went over to Bracken Ridge and the crowd would be like, ooh. And I just said, God, the temptation to get up just at intermission and be like, hey, guys, if you're loving this, um, there's this podcast <laughs> that I think you're going to absolutely like to. They were clearly people who were just eating up anything that was like reference to Brisbane. I think there was a line that was literally like, I went down to see a movie at the El Dorado Cinemas in Drapilli. I think it got like an applause. <laughs> yeah, it does really go to, I mean, I think was- we realised from from episode one of this, from the Brisbane Affirmations Insta, from, you know, Boy Swallows Universe and the Mangroves, 
everyone is ripe for content about Brisbane because we are a city that has been starved of it for years. Like, no mm-hmm. one is freaking out about a New York reference. No. Like, it's where a lot of culture derives from, or like London. But, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, did you see the latest Harry Potter movie they were in London? It's like, yeah, of course they were. Yeah. But when that Cherub book was set in Brisbane. Oh, Divine Madness, when baby. Divine Madness. Oh, ha, ha. One day, and I've got a lot of time right now, maybe one day I'll just do a live reading of all of Divine Madness over a weekend on the Instagram. And anyone who wants to join the live stream can do it. I'm sure I can find it. So having how how heaps of fun up there, are you, bro? How, 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 <laughs> hey, I got a beer last night um, with the same people I got a beer from for the ABC last time we recorded this podcast. But that mm. is now, that's now, you know, that's coming up on friendship territory. Yeah. Um, and, and admittedly, you had to postpone a beer to record this episode. I actually did. Yeah, I'm that. So very, he's so cool. He's, he's rescheduling on people now. Just, just slowly rebuilding. Um, but yeah, they... Um, that, that would be how long do you think that would take to read a cherub book live? Like 10 hours? Uh, 10, 11. Oh, maybe even late. Oh, no, yeah. I think it's I want to disagree. They're, they're I want to disagree, short. but I think you've nailed it like dead on. Divine, I think Divine Madness, Madness would be 322 pages long. Okay, I'm looking up. It is um, book five. Um, See, it's hard to say. What I'm going the traditional cover. Uh, how many did you say? 322. It's 384, so it's a little longer, but... I've got 368. Oh, okay. So. There's a few. You, I found one with a bigger, bigger font. I think you found there maybe a hardback. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I found the can't first be- edition paperback. I can't believe they bought them out in hardback. What on earth were Cherub? Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, believe- mean, I don't know who's buying a hardback uh, Cherub for their collection. Could you sign my leaflet uh, that I got my Cherub book in? On- yeah. Um, just, just while we're on it, Henry, quick power rankings. Yeah. Top three Cherubs. Um, number ranked first, probably Mad yeah. Dogs <laughs> for, yeah. for obvious reasons. Um. The second, oh, I always thought um, the second book. What was it? Class A? Class A. I think, Cla- yeah. I think Class A was also oh. excellent. And I was going to say, um, what's the fourth one? The Killing is pretty good from memory. Killing. Yeah. Can I? And, and I always liked The Recruit, the first one. I will, yeah. I will say this. Disappointing for Brisbane. I actually think Divine Madness was the worst one. Oh, see, I think... Um, Maximum security. Oh, yeah, that one sucks. The sleepwalker and the fall. All forgettable. What, <laughs> Very forgettable. What about Brigands MC? MC? I hope you read I hope you read the spin-off motorbike series. Uh, I um my, my number one class A by a mile. Class A was like, that was awesome. I, I'm fucking uh, awesome. Number number two, Mad Dogs, which was the um Sorry, no, no, Man vs. Beast. Oh, which is like the animal I forgot fight. about Man vs. Beast. <laughs> now, that's a, now, also, Divine Madness about environmental rights group, Man vs. Beast about animal rights. Robert Mushmore is such a conservative. I, I, was, I was thinking about... Oh, you know when the RSPCA blows up the ship? <laughs> I mean, we've already covered this. God, the amount of time that this forecast spends on Cherub. I just thought about mm. Robert Mushmore the other day. I remember so specifically when he used to describe young women from James's point of view, because we've all just, you know, it's well beaten territory that it's like, ah, oh, it's so weird how much sex was in those books for kids books. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. um, but he always used to be like, there was some point in the book where he just started using excellent legs. 
Like <laughs> he got really, he got really, and it was so obvious he got really into the legs of young women for a while there. Uh, do you think it's because someone tapped him on the shoulder and was like, you can't talk about their busty frame anymore. You have to be like. I think he did that too. I, I, <laughs> he did it I think I think Robert bloody Muchamore was uh, a yeah. uh, yeah. Muchamore. Um, now, speaking of uh, much, a, much a traitor, Henry, I've, I've got something to raise with you. I thought, yeah. Yeah, your I, show's been I, going well. I, your I silly knew, little morning show has been going well. You know what? I knew you were listening today and I suspected yeah. that you might have caught yeah. this. This is, yeah. You're lucked out because I'm working two jobs at the moment mm. uh, and only one of them can I really listen to the show. And, and so I've been listening on and off, but I was listening today and I heard, and, and to be honest, if anyone else listening to it two hours probably passed them by, I heard not just a dismissive comment about Brisbane, not just a, a snippy little joke comparing Brisbane and Townsville. I heard words of, of treason. Mm. I heard treasonous poison leave your mouth, Henry. And before we go further, I'm just going to play the clip and the listeners can hear for themselves. Wow. Do you have anything to say in your defence, Mr. Who would ever want to go to Brisbane? You were literally there three days ago. I mean, I'd like to plead irony, uh, but I don't think it, I don't even think it was that because when I said it, I meant it, and it, and it, yeah, and it wasn't clever. And it felt good, and it it, it <laughs> felt good. It was pandering. It was good. Yeah, old, it, as Bo Burnham said, it's good old fashioned pandering. Um, yeah, I mean, I have you, no, you know, I, you have, I have no justification. I'm sorry, on Pakistanis, but can I say this? If we look at uh, this as, yeah a cultural experience and exchange. I'm, I'm immersing myself in my new home. Um, and sometimes like in all good undercover gang movies, it's like when, um, Jon Snow to gain the trust of the, yeah, of yeah. the Wildlings had to, had to kill old mate. Who did he kill? Corin Halfhand. Yeah, that's right. So, and he asked him to do seen it. it. Seen it recently. Yeah. So I, I think that's a bit of, so the mayor is so great. <laughs> So Adrian Trina called you and said, yeah. "Hey, look, I need you to. We know this job need, means a lot to you. Bad mouth Brisbane. Yeah, you can do it. That's what it was. So thank wow. you, and thank you Brisbane for uh, for entertaining me on that. Uh, anything else in the house to be kept, or should we? Uh, not really, Henry. Let's dive into the most interesting suburb in Brisbane, Salisbury. Now let's grab. Firstly, did you hear that? Mm, I did. Is it loud? Yeah, yeah. Well, not too loud. It was just, just, just right. The week. Public. Like baby bears, uh, Wikipedia, we get. Like baby bear. Uh, population, Mr. Brett's. Knowing full well this is a very industrial suburb. I'm thinking it's going to be quite low. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be. You'd be correct. I'm thinking it's going to be like 4,200. Oh, wait, no, more than that. Ah. 6,290. Yeah. Sort of places it squarely in the low to middle range. I forget the south side, even the low population ones they're just are big, still, you know. just big suburbs. Gone are the days of Hurston and those real, oh, like no, those, those oh, tiny suburbs. Uh, Petrie Terrace with its, you know, just about sub 1,000. I mean, gone are the uh, days population. of Mount Cutha with none. <laughs> with nobody lives Remember here, that, but that, there's always someone there. That was one of the great. That was one of the great population game guesses. Was just yeah. zero. Oh my god, how that happened? Doing that, it's weird that we still play the population game because mm. I feel like its ongoing existence was justified by you getting it right quite a lot. But I don't think that's happened for a while. I don't think that happened. It hasn't happened for a long, long time. I'm Ricky, okay, I'm Ricky Ponting at the twilight of his career. 
Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. Just still, still trucking on. Might, I might have given up the captaincy on the population. But you're sort of trucking along yeah. for the good of the team. Like, for the good of the show, you are still answering these questions. Uh, Wikipedia, Henry. Mm. Says today Salisbury is an established residential and industrial area with substantial parklands in the north. Now industrial is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Mm. Like I, I think Salisbury is having us on a little bit in describing itself as you know residential and industrial. When you're known for warehouses, that's like being and not just because of the mangroves here. That's like that's like describing Dreamworld being like it is a quite a large area. There is parkland, uh, space for picnics, and some rides. Yeah, it's like yeah. well, no rides is most of it. You yeah. you're completely you, underselling rides. New Farm Park has a range of business and commercial enterprises yeah. and uh, some grass. And it's like well, no. No, 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 and and a gazebo, and a, de- oh, that's and a degree of socialising. Yeah, um, I have been to Salisbury very recently, and uh, uh, yes. I know this is more strictly uh, meant to be in the contemporary part of. That's all right. We don't know much to say about it. About discussion, but um, can I say the industrial? Like it is industrial. I walked there, and I'll explain later why I was there, but. Um, Mate, it was like chimneys with soot coming out of them industrial. Like, oh, I, okay. It was like the poster for- a little bloke for, going, please, sir, can I sweep your chimney, Governor Brett? It was very lame is. I was, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was very like the poster of an inconvenient truth. Like the- like the oh, it, it yeah. real like Because I know we, we know there are warehouses, but this was like, I don't know what the hell they were doing. I know they weren't burning coal. I don't think there's a frigging little hidden coal plant out there. No, um, no. Well, maybe there is. And uh, maybe that's where Santa is making presents for all the bad kids. You know what I'm saying? Got to yeah. get that cheap Salisbury coal when I... Does, I do, but it, I don't think you get presents if you're one of the bad kids. No, you get coal. Is that what... Yeah, but it's not a present. Oh, I think that is a gift. It's, it's not termed a present. I think if you're a Nationals voter and you got coal for Christmas, you'd be quite happy. <laughs> You'd say, oh. If you're, Scott, if you're Scott Morrison about to walk into federal parliament to make a point. This is Carl. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so dumb. One of the great moments <laughs> when he, he did that. Honestly. Imagine how, like, dirty his jacket would have been. Like, imagine, like did ScoMo have to, like, sacrifice to uh, a suit yeah. jacket to make... I mean, it's got, in terms of stunts, it's got nothing on Pauline Hanson wearing a full burqa into the Senate. And there was a guy who brought in a bomb like a pipe bomb to, <laughs> to make the point of look how bad security is. That's funny. I can't remember who that was. That's classic. Um, but that is a good one. I'd love yeah. to bring in a McFlurry to parliament just to, you know, just to eat, just to have, that's my, so in case you get hungry. I don't know. No, I'd make, you're like, is there an express rule against bringing, you know, a couple of beers into parliament? I imagine there would be. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's a bit but of a expressly. I reckon that's a rule. What is it? Forty-one A or who? Yeah. It's, in fact, speaking of Henry, of combining Parliament uh, and beers, I'm having a four X gold. Mm. Got a trivia question for you. In an edict that lasted less than a day, what word was banned in 2005 from Parliament? So they banned a word for basically a day. I imagine the speaker did from 2005. Oh, no, so the year the year does not help. Um, was it like Mr. Speaker? Was it people saying that all the time? No, no, nah, no. Okay. Well, you have to say that. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I thought maybe he was just getting... It's like panning the words like member. I was just thinking of what annoys me in Parliament. And it's Mr. Speaker, yeah, yeah. Mr. Speaker. It's, 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 it's the inverse of that. It's a very informal word. Mate. Yeah, they banned, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dead on. They banned mate for a day. Which <laughs> is so funny that in our Parliament, you know, it, there was clearly a crisis of people going, now listen here, mate. I think um I think in your shut up, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> well that is interesting. Um, good good work. I um, the, but yeah, the point. I don't know how we got there. Anyway, I don't know you. Um, but inconvenient truth. No, that's right. Um, but you you've written that you don't reckon it's that different to Cooperoo, which I would oh, yes. I would heavily uh, rebut. Yeah, and look to be honest, I do say this with the caveat of um, like. I acknowledge Salisbury has a lot of industry, but it stuns me every time you hear about how expensive Cooparoo is, how good the real estate is, or oh, such a nice suburb. You go there and half of Cooparoo is warehouses. Mm. Well, I, I just think at a certain point in the south side, really one suburb away from the river, anywhere in the south side, there is still a massive glut of industrial areas. And I kind of love it because it means we're not all getting gentrified with, you know, I'll knock down your smash repair and build eight townhouses that are all going to burn down in 10 years. Until those warehouses become breweries. Um, yeah. But until then, they are... But until, until they become F45s, Fitstops, breweries, <laughs> cafes, Pilates, they are, you know, salt of the earth. But no, I just... I feel like if you drove me around some parts of Cooparoo and Salisbury, I couldn't tell the difference. I don't know. I feel like there's just such a distinctive vibe to Cooparoo. And maybe it's the people who populate it and that they make it into this kind of, yeah, the attempted Paddington of the South or, Co- or whatever, whatever they try to make it. have put in such a concerted effort to build a mythos around the suburb. Which I don't think Salisbury gives a shit about. I think Salisbury... Sal- oh, Salisbury, oh, Salisbury is so honest. Can I say, Salisbury is daggy. And that's... Yeah. And I don't mean... And I, I like I, daggy. I, I like daggy. I like it. I hate it when my jeans... I mean, you're, when my jeans are skinny. You're a bit of a dag. I'm a dag and... As am I. I like it when my jeans are kind of daggy because when they're tight, those skinny jeans that they're trying to push on us, my, I don't feel good in the, uh, yeah. in the old balls. You like a daggy pair of, you know, white sneakers with a bit of, bit of mud, bit of dirt on them because when they're pristine white sneakers and you mm. wore your tight tan chinos, you looked like Ellen. I was, yeah. You looked ridiculous. I did look a lot like Ellen. Uh, you looked insane. Dakota Johnson, the, you being <laughs> Dakota Johnson, immediately putting in, me in my place. Nah, yeah. You know what I'm like, man. I'm, I'm just one of these like white sneakers, baggy jeans, giant oversized basketball jersey. I'm kind of like turtle. From entourage. Sunglasses, Sunnies, flat, you know, flat caps. Driving around in a Hummer. That's me. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's sort of my vibe is like, yeah, like rap EP, don't mess with me sort of guy. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I give off. And, and everyone understands that. Now, uh, just another thing from the Wikipedia, uh, just says the point uh, that Rockley started to develop before Salisbury. Uh. Just wanted to note, imagine being Rockley's little brother. <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. I just seeing Rock, you know, you know, seeing Rock yeah. Lee and being like, let's do a sequel. Yeah, and let's make it even more fair. Let's not even give it a markets. Rock, I was going to say, Rock Lee's got a markets. Rock Lee has, um, they had that infamous circus there recently, by which I mean the circus is called infamous, not like a circus where someone died. <laughs> yeah, where that, that lion went mad yeah, yeah. and started a band. <laughs> and then lost his heart and moved to Oz. 
Uh, <laughs> you can just move there. Yeah, you move to. You can move to Oz. Um, um, St. Pius X Catholic School opened in 1964. Now, oh, I'm well aware X is the Roman numeral that means ten. It was the tenth St. Pius. But mm. how cool would it be if it was like a really wacky sequel <laughs> to St. Pius Catholic School, and it was St. Pius X? X. What? What other? What movie's done X as it's... Uh, Friday the 13th. Oh. The 10th one is called Jason X and it's set in space. They, what? Very cool. What? Yeah. I love I love horror movies, mate. I've got all this does, fucking knowledge does Friday, does Friday the 13th... How do they get to space? This is like... Isn't it set at like uh, summer it's, camps? It's, yeah, the first few ones were at summer camps and then... Uh, and then they... Jason, yeah, Jason X is a 2001 American sci-fi slasher film. Shit, yeah. Jason is cryogenically frozen for 445 years and is awoken in space. All right. That, cool. that is awesome. Cool. Um, American History X was what I was thinking of, but that is not a... Yeah. Um, I like that St. Pius Catholic School was clearly named after the, yeah, as you mentioned, the 10th St. Pius and that that's the one they've dedicated this uh, this 1964 Catholic School to. I like that... I wonder what was wrong with the other nine. Like, I like that whoever's yeah. named this school is like, like in the way that we were just ranking our cherubs. I'm sure that they, yeah. they <laughs> all right, rank your piouses. And so, all right, I, I just 10, mean, 3, obviously, 7. Obviously, 10 is the unanimous yeah. number one. That's what we're going to name the school. Pius, Pius X. Malcolm X. Was he trying to be a 10? Yeah. Well, did I ever tell you that, you know, great Kurt Moncton, uh, during review, okay. we were going through a script that had just been written and I'd written a joke about Malcolm X and he comes across it and he uh, has never heard of Malcolm X before in his life and goes, well, come on, I'm not Malcolm 10. <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> well, it's similar to that, actually. I might have mentioned it on the show before, but when I was young, I saw this DVD called The Life of Pope John Paul II mm. and I asked someone, I was like, oh, you know, did they need to make the life of Pope John Paul and then a sequel? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Separate one. Separate one. Popes, uh, man. Popes. Bloody Popes. Can't get enough of them. Francis. Mm. Well, Francis is the first Francis, isn't he? Pope Francis. It, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he went with an original name, which is why if yeah. I'm ever, when, when I'm Pope, <laughs> I'm going to go by like Pope, uh, Pope bloody Xbox or something. Yeah. But then it'll all be I mean, like, even like Pope, Pope, Pope Box the Tenth. It'll <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be Pope Pope like, Pope. have you played Halo on the Ten Box? <laughs> or the, the Ten Bo Ten. <laughs> have you seen Ten Men Origins Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, I broke my wrist. I'm getting a ten ray later. <laughs> oh. All right. Good fun. I can't what else? Well, we've got Wikipedia. the book publishing company Boolarong Press, <laughs> pardon, has its headquarters in the suburb. Uh, successful children's stories published by Boolarong Press include the Outback series by Nora Kirsch. They're a series of educational books based around everyday experiences of children growing up in the Outback. And it's also uh, publishes the Cassowary series by Pam Galliano, which details in fine art the lives of some of Queensland's like piano. I don't know. I, what? How would you say? How would you say Pam's name? 
Gal- Galliano. Galliano. <laughs> it's not Galliano. A uh, uh, Galliano. Or, or the, the, <laughs> Playing the Galliano. The piano. You might say piano. I say the piano. <laughs> Pam Galliano. Galli- Galliano. Yeah, I think it's Galliano. Pam Galliano, who wrote about Queensland's most <laughs> endangered species. Yep. Just thought it was nice. That is <laughs> Just nice. thought it was cute. I like the. Uh, I want to look up the Outback series. Out, yeah, they says it's popular. See, I, I they say love, it's a popular kids series. It ain't bloody bluey. I love cassowaries. I think they're so cool. They're so dangerous and so threatening, and I love that about them. Yeah, what? What? They're fucked up. What are they again? Uh, they're enormous, flightless birds, and they have like fifty centimeter talons on their feet. So if provoked, they will. Um, they like gut people. Hmm. So they'll just like rip your intestines out and um, really just fabulous, fabulous creatures. Fabulous. Well, Ruben, um, I'm looking up, I'm typing in Outback series and lots of numerous young novels are coming out. Um, yeah, I can't imagine uh, so I don't ne- Bam Galeano has a monopoly on No, that. no. So, Outback series. Well, I have found the cover of one uh, airport fiction book with a hunk of a fella, a bit of a Ryan Gosling looking guy, mm. uh, sitting on a fence and it's called Outback Dreams by uh, oh, that's by Rachel Johns, best-selling Australian author. Oh, I like that. And it was the 2012 winner of the Australian Romance Readers Association. There you go. Nice. So um, I would hope that uh, Cherub Mad Dogs has also won that award. So right. Uh, the only other thing I have to say about... Um, from the Wikipedia page is uh, they talk about housing mm. consisting of, you know, various size blocks and traditional Queenslanders. Um, obviously there's a bit of a real estate boom at the moment with your hand um, with you specifically. Yep. Um, That's why I bought this, uh, what a, this hotel for three months. <laughs> what I wanted to the guy who doesn't understand what renting is. Yeah. I'm like, yep. It's like when he goes on a business trip, he's like, well, I, what, what property I find it easy. I just bought this room for two nights. <laughs> at a hostel being like I uh, that's what Sato means I, in um, Inception <laughs> oh, I just bought a plane ticket sorry uh, I yeah. bought the airline <laughs> yeah I'm in a hostel I uh, have a mortgage over this bunk <laughs> for a couple nights yeah I uh, sort of own the shower for uh, five <laughs> minutes uh, then I forget my thongs and it's another three <laughs> yeah um, but I wanted to flag something with you the, the growing trend mm. of young people getting in the housing market Buying the house before you're married, oh, it's yeah. interesting. It's, a, uh, there is a lot of it around. You're seeing it more and more. My mum really drove into me, and I now think this was just because she probably didn't want our significant others throughout high school sleeping over. Um, but, I do, <laughs> but I do think it was an earnestly held belief. was like, I don't think you should get uh, move in together before you get married. She thought that was a, you know, that's something that you should look forward to and that should sort of signify the, uh, the importance of marriage as a step. Now, I think what our generation has more uh, done is look to the uh, vast rates of divorce in uh, the older generations and thought, how can we, uh, how can we tweak this a bit? Yeah. Um, and I imagine doing a bit of a dress run is probably uh, better than- It's not a bad shout. <laughs> probably not a bad shout. But also, you know what occurred to me, Henry? Mm. That, that whether it's the 1970s, 1980s opinion of, of moving when you're married or the present day thing of, you know, I guess moving after dating for a few years and you want to live together, blah, blah, blah. Mm. The age is about the same. 
Because well, people, they yeah, were getting married, getting married at younger. 24, 25. And I'd say that's the age where a lot of people we know, like you, you start to think about moving in with your SOs. So I actually think your mum's principle holds true mm. of like, probably don't go moving out with your SO when you're 19 or something. Actually, yeah, it's a good but point. It's like the point at which marriage you is the married, thing yeah. that, is, um, that has gotten a lot later. That has changed, yeah, rather than the living together decision. But no, it's- uh, I wonder why it is. I wonder why it is. Like, I guess we're just less uh, married, so to speak, uh, to the institution of the church. I, yeah. Like, well, is, I it, don't know. is it fading religion in our lives as well? Uh, I don't think so. Is it because, because we're I all still... bloody godless wonders? Yeah, I know. Um, it's because we're all Ricky Gervais atheists. No, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is because of it's Ricky Gervais. continuing on that trend since, you know, the 30s. Like it's gone from you get married when you're 18, 19. I think in the 30s, they oh. were getting married in the hospital. They're just getting two ba- yeah, no, just putting two baby babies together. Out. Here we go. Come on. Yeah, get it over here. Little but baby no, wedding. Uh, I, th- I think it's just because everything is getting pushed back a bit. You know, it's now, it's now totally normal to be at uni for six and seven years. Mm. It's totally normal to, you know, just work in some dead shit media job and be like, oh, I'm on radio and not really figure your life out till you're 35 or something. That's, that's totally normal. That, that's actually, that's actually <laughs> encourageable now. If, if anything, that's what you're meant to do. I think what the human race has developed to is you need to muck around, make friends that are significantly younger than you. Start, <laughs> put, put all your entertainment. Put your life put on your, their calendar. Put, put all your <laughs> dreams of pursuing entertainment in that basket. Graduate. Then, uh, you know, wait while you're waiting for them to finish uni, uproot and move to a hotel. <laughs> in a di- Come up in a with something else city. to do for a couple of years. Really? Uh, that's the, and that's why we're not getting married is because hotel, <laughs> hotel air conditioning is, is too bloody good. Why would I want to be married when I'm sitting here <laughs> finishing work at 2 p.m. and... Uh, Going home, chucking it on Filling like 19, 14 hours. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> it's on 23, actually, mate. Oh, no, ridiculous. Put it on 19. I don't need it on 19. It's Make it icy. That's what I love about aircon when it's like really cold. I did actually last night try to sleep without the aircon because I was like, ah, this is getting a bit, you know, I, it wasn't that hot. And I was like, I'll be fine. Yeah. And then I woke up at like 2 a.m. in just a, a hot sweat. Like, it was like, you, you would have been. Were you under a doona though? Yeah, I was wrapped up in a doona because I'm actually, oh, see, I'm actually not feeling, I'm actually not feeling that well. So I, uh, I tried to be like, wrap myself. And I noticed in a there were a couple of casual contact uh, Brisbane Airport Friday afternoon locations yeah. put up. So, now <laughs> <laughs> nah. if you've taken it back to town, like, now nah, you're fine, mate. You're fine. I'll be all good. And I'm. Should we talk? Yeah, let's talk contemporary Salisbury. Let's do it. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Uh. Okay, straight out of the gate. It does have a lot of warehouses. Yeah, Salisbury has warehouses. Yeah. For those who have been living under a rock and are only interested in the Unpacking Brisbane part of the shared Unpacking Brisbane Mangroves universe. Living under a uh, rock and roll. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, Hamish uh, Mick Jagger Litster. That's him. Uh, Cooler than Mick Jagger uh, famously wrote 
He wrote a little song, didn't he, Matt? A little ditty. He wrote a little song. This, uh, this pleasant. He wrote this sort of children's nursery rhyme <laughs> type thing uh, that he that he plays his little trumpet. I think he plays on it. Some uh, little ditty. Brass I thought it was something. a kazoo. I think it's a kazoo. Yeah, he, uh, he's got this great kazoo solo in it. Yeah. Anyway, it's called Salisbury's Warehouses, and uh, it really provides uh, just about all the learnings I have about the suburb. Um, but you were saying briefly, Henry that you're in Salisbury and admiring the warehouses and the industry. But I just wanted to find out uh, what exactly it was you were doing in Salisbury. Well, it was before, I think I'd already left my former job before I was going to move to Townsville for the, uh, for the old auntie. And yeah. um, I went, I don't know why, no, dad and I were like, let's go for a hike. And we didn't want, and I think I had some other things on to do that day. Um, so I, uh, we, didn't want to go to Mount Cutha because they're like, oh, that's so done. Done Mount Cutha so many times. So we actually went out to Tui Forest, which sort of plonks it. I think it encompasses a few suburbs, uh, including yeah. Nathan, I think the, the Griffith University. Nathan! Camp. It encompasses yeah. a bloke named Nathan. Um, and then we, which is where Zach Stubbledy Cook lives, I believe. Um, yeah. Olympian, who will come up later in this episode. Oh, he'll come up for air. Uh, yeah, <laughs> from swimming. I think he knows. Which he won an Olympic gold medal in. Yeah. But was he in backstroke? I've already bloody forgot. Was, wasn't it breaststroke? Sure. How quickly I'm absolutely we, certain it was breaststroke. I'm absolutely certain. Sorry, Zach. Um, sorry, I'm I'm the true fan, Zach. I couldn't remember if uh, yeah, I couldn't remember the stroke, but that's all good. Um, but do you remember what they nicknamed him though? Oh, hang on. No, this wasn't what he said. I, I got told by Tommy Neal, who's another swimmer, that his nickname is like Zach Throbity Cock or something. Oh, God. It's very funny. Well, Zach, <laughs> very Zach as I'm, I'm sure you're listening, mate. I, I, I hope you're okay with that. Uh, with that. I, hope, I hope you're still able to set your world records with, uh, you know, dragged down by a Throbity Cock. Um, it make, <laughs> makes the win even more impressive. Um, so true. But we... Yeah, no. So we went out to Tui Forest to have a hike around, and I mean, just yeah, cursory observation. I, I hadn't been out to Salisbury for a while, and I did think that maybe Hamish, in writing the song, had just like chosen taking some liberties. Well, yeah, yeah, just like chosen a suburb to be like, what's a south side suburb that has? Um, I now see why his song is a is a bit of a fan favourite. Um, there are so so many warehouses. Uh, it yeah. is out of control. It is ridiculous. And uh, I mean, good on them. They need to happen out there. But but I tell you what else happens in uh, in in warehouses. Yeah. Raves. Raves. Unts, unts, unts. We're talking about raves. Yeah, yeah baby. We went. Oh. Joe, Joe and I uh, before the days of uh, you know. Uncle Ben's Mexican rice and uh, Joe working multiple multiple government positions. Um, yeah, but we uh, went. Yeah, we used to be a couple of loose cannons. We used to love a rave. Can't tell you that. Uh, we used to, you know, it was all it was all you know, fast cars, fast women, yeah. high high class scotch. Um, by far, by just- fast women, we only dated sprinters. <laughs> I'm bloody sprinting away from us. Yeah, like, oh. hundred meter dash, dashing out of your life, dickhead. I'm, ta- I'm taking the, I'm taking the kids. <laughs> Too right. Uh, but no, Henry, we went to a. Um, I want to say it was an underground rave, but I mean it was above ground and also popular and ticketed. Um, <laughs> yeah, ta- ta- <laughs> takes a bit about takes a bit of the magic out of it when you've got to go on event bright. Uh, yeah, and 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 I rocked up and saw about ten blokes I knew from school in my year there, and I was like, no, oh, okay. Mm. Now, admittedly. 
it, it is great rocking up to a rave and you see some people who think of themselves as like rave gatekeepers of like, we really get the raves, see you there. And they go, A, they're a little bit shocked to see you there, but B, they start to doubt, oh, no, is this not a cool rave because cause Joe's here? Immediately our presence tarnished the rave. <laughs> it, it, made it, it, made it, it made it an infinitely less cool rave oh. that we were there. And you learn quickly with raves, most people don't want to have, you know, snippy little chats on the rave floor. People do not <laughs> like talking that much on the rave floor. They really don't. Famous, really famously, is. they're there to rave. And I, uh, and I thought raving was all about uh, dancing for five minutes and then having a chat no. about the kooky characters you've seen. These, but the, no, it's not that. These people, these ravers, can dance for upwards of 45 minutes at a time. I'm, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And they don't need any help. They don't need a bubbler to refresh. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need electrolyte refreshments. Um, no. But probably the, probably the best part about the rave, Henry, outside of the actual rave, um, and I'm sure you'd agree... Telling people the next day, oh, yeah. where were you last night? Oh, mate, I was at a warehouse rave in Salisbury. You just, mm. for, for the cool points that we took out of the evening for everyone else, God, we picked them up ourselves. Oh, man. They're going around yawning, being like, oh, yeah, had a bloody rave. Oh, just didn't get much sleep last night. Sorry, I was, oh, God, I just did a rave. Just did a rave, mate. I think that, just, uh, that particular rave, um, I mean, and, and again, I, there are raves that often happen in more populated areas and you go, how is this happening? How is this legal? Um, that rave, it was surrounded by so many other warehouses that I was, um, it, it made perfect sense as a place to put it. Apart from the fact that it's so far from the city, which I think was a few people's complaints. I think Sa- weren't Sam and Mitch there and I think they'd just started dating and they were in that nice honeymoon phase and I think we came yeah. all the way out to Salisbury yeah. and they, I don't even know if they came in. No, it was, uh, they were there for four minutes. Oh, they were there for four minutes and then they were like, well, and, they, they and, they were like and they were like, nah, and just left. No, nah, we're, we're, we're in a lovely honeymoon stage. We're dating, we're, we're getting out of here, um, which was good to see. In fact, mm. uh, so much is the uh, warehouse used as a diverse rave and not rave location that um, Oscar McCabe, who was there, lent over to me and goes, um, I've been here before. And I was like, why? And he was like, we're packing Christmas cards to send to like impoverished women in Papua New Guinea. Oh, that's right. So really it's a warehouse that's used for everything. I like the idea that that was happening, like that incredibly noble cause. And <laughs> a couple of uh, DJs just walked in and said, we're, we're going to need the room. <laughs> or or sorry, it was happening sorry, at the guys, same clear time. Out. It's like, uh, excuse me, out of my way, love. I've, why have you got cards? It's a rave. It is a rave. Um, no, raves are fun. But yeah, no, that's that. That is that is the beginning and ending, the alpha and omega of my experiences of Salisbury. And just like last week, where we got some excellent tips yeah. on uh, where to get hot chips, uh, there seems like there's a few little places that the locals love. And uh, supernumerary coffee, which I believe was uh, Zach, actually did message in about, and a few other people at that saying that it's yeah, the, it's the again, best coffee in Brisbane. Yet again. Uh, Multiple messages uh, all within really about 10 minutes of each other. That were not I've no, coordinated. Oh, and another place I haven't heard of. I haven't heard of Supernumerary Coffee. Now, I'm looking them up to see um, what... They look cute. They look very cute. I'm, I, I would love, very cute. Actually. I'd love to see what bean they use because I today have found a great coffee place in, uh, in Townsville called Bloom. Uh, check it out if you're ever here. Yep. Um, lovely. Do you, know what the, do you know what the Bloom is? Uh, it is Bare Bones. No, no, but do you know what a bloom is in terms of brewing coffee? Oh, no. Sorry, I don't. Uh, it's, where you, it's when you're brewing like uh, pour-over coffee 
and it's the first, I think it's the first hit of hot water into it and it lets all the gases escape. Oh, well, there you so go. It's what, Ad, it's what Adam Zampa talks about in the test. Oh, when he's brewing yes. A coffee. I remember that a little bit. He tells Stoinis, this is the bloom. Uh, just great name for a coffee place, I reckon. I really like that. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, and lovely people. And uh, check it out if you're here. But they use bare bones, which is, of course, is a Brisbane uh, yes. thing. Yes. Um, I've just gone onto the Instagram of Supernumerary Coffee in Salisbury yep. and they use Padre coffee um oh, coffee okay. beans and a, and this particular bean that they're holding up is called daddy's girl so i won't uh, i won't go kind of hate that won't go too much into daddy's girl no we won't investigate that too deeply henry Let, um, let's not psychoanalyze the coffee beans too much no, but, but it does but it, it's a of, very cute instagram and they look like they've yeah. got some great croissants so well done to everyone who uh said that through and there were a few of you um and good job to and super I, the name doesn't roll off the tongue in any way supernumerary no no it sounds like anemone supernumerary coffee yeah. makes me allidocious um <laughs> there was, makes me bloody diarrhea after having it oh yeah let me tell you that long black goes straight through you brother don't talk to me till i've had my supernumerary coffee uh ballistic beer has a little yeah apparently uh, apparently it's there has a brewery out there i believe um i gather that is where the beer is brewed because don't they also have they have like one at west end which yeah i imagine just very popular i think I, I, I think yeah i think it's i think this was their first one though I think a lot of people actually go out to the Ballistic Beer Co. to really? to try that one. I think, yeah, I think someone was telling me fairly recently that they were like, I just went out for a few beers. I think it's quite popular. Like, um, where, where do we... Brewdog. Brewdog and more so uh, that place in North Lakes, we played that gig. Uh, oh, Thirsty Chiefs. Thirsty yeah. Chiefs, yeah. Like, I think it's just the brewery of a, uh, a certain, you know, part of the south side because yeah. there's not... So you've, you've, been, you've been to Brewdog in Murray, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it good? Oh, it's unreal. It's so good. See, I love that. It's I loved it. Uh, so you, you would have had Brewdog when you were in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Scotland. I um I, yeah. I, actually I don't know if I went in to the uh the Brewdog. You would have been near the original, huh? Hey? Yeah, which I knew where in Edinburgh, but I knew where it was. I don't yeah. I just don't know if I ever went there. I think it was always a bit nice for us. I, yeah, I think yeah. I think we were uh, yeah, it was a bit nice. It's for, a bit flat. Yeah, it was a bit too flat for extensions. But um it's cause they sort of kick-started the trend globally. Aren't they kind of credited with getting in pretty I, damn early with the whole craft brewery thing? I, I think they're the ones who got in early with craft brew pubs. Mm. You know, craft beer as a sellable thing you might buy at a normal pub, I think it kicked off earlier. But yeah, the idea of having, we can have an entire dedicated place that only sells our beers yeah. is it's pretty, like, it's unheard of. Like you don't go to the, you know, Carlton United pub no like it's it's really weird when you think about it that there are these pubs and bars that aren't you know the the pig and whistle no bad example that aren't like hope and anchor or you know yeah, yeah. the crown and arms or whatever but they are just basically a brand yeah i guess like felons and whatnot it'll be hard when um yeah when brew dog expands to new zealand though because i think they're gonna have to call it bro dog <laughs> To make sure people pronounce it. Brew dog, correctly. yeah, I love the yeah, man's best. Ah, uh, brew dog, oh, brew, yeah, I love my brew doggies. Yeah, we played rugby last weekend. My brew dog, yeah, he's uh man's best friend. <laughs> he's a little stiffy. My little. He's like, ah, uh, this is my dog. He's a stiffy. I was like, what? He's a stiffy. Yeah. What was that? Sorry, sorry. What was what that? Has he been? What was that? No, he hasn't been. He hasn't been de-sixed. No. No, it's a stiffy, like a stiffy. He's a sti- like a little stiffy my, puppy. My dog's a stiffy. Your dog's as well. That that does happen. It's, uh, we call it lipstick. It no, it's a stiffy. I'm going to go oh, to a blue dog. 
No, but it's so true. We do love Kiwis. Um, finally, um, oh. someone sent in and said, light industry, good beer, Tui Forest, really great summary. Oh, that's a very good summary. And um, I don't know if it people know this, but my uh, name is Tui. I am half Tui, and they're one of the oldest families in Brisbane. We mentioned in the main inheritance, uh, that, that big old book about Brisbane and the history. And, uh, yeah, Tui Forest is my distant relatives, uh, my, you know, going back. And that's a little bit of why I, uh, I enjoyed walking around Tui Forest so much. So true. It's a, mate, it's a bloody great forest. And then um, we walked around the perimeter of it and there are just houses with their backyards in the forest. Like it's very... Oh, that's, that's fabulous. And these houses, I tell you, like quite honestly, if you needed to film a short film or series set in the 80s or even the 70s, just go film there you won't need to change the set. Put a put a sepia filter on it and you're done. Like, you reckon? oh, so just spilling out into the forest. Very cool. And there was a botanist there who started talking to Dad and I about the flowers and I think we kind of rudely just walked off. Yeah, she was, cl- she was clearly about to launch into some botany. And I was like... <laughs> and you were like, love, we are not here for that. I was like, I got, I got Botany Bay is what I heard about. As, I know an- as the manly ferry... Yeah. No, a circular cat. That's circular cat. Anyway. I think botany is the, uh, the other end. But anyway. Yeah, Captain, Captain Cook. Um, uh, anyway, Henry, should we ask mm, the oft-anticipated question? Let's do it. Does Salisbury fuck? I'm going to go bold. I think yes. Whoa. I think there are lots of dark corners, secret warehouses, <laughs> sexy raves. You know, there's there's forests, there's... Breweries. I don't know. I think there's something about industrial heavy that fucks more than plain residential suburbia. Because plain residential suburbia, it's boring, it's sprawling, it's a couple of shitty Chinese takeaways and a pizza hut. The warehouses, though, like, like it's sweaty. It's going on. I think Salisbury fucks. Yeah. I think nothing fucks more than self-confidence and self-assuredness. And I think Salisbury knows what it is. They got one, oh, absolutely. one good coffee shop that everyone loves. They got a cool little craft brewery. So they're doing enough to be cool. Um, yeah. But then they're not in your face with it. They're like, yeah, we're just, we're chocolate block yeah. with warehouses. There's pallets everywhere. It's that, yeah. it's that lumberjack sexiness about it. It gets, we can, we can always just get the job done. Pallet. Yeah. It gets the job yeah. done. I think it's a bit of like, yeah, I don't know if, the yeah the areas directly surrounding the forest do but um yeah i i'd say there are enough pockets i agree i think it so clearly knows what it is yeah i think i think and, I and think it the, doesn't the have suburbs this that suburban don't have a, yeah have a pretentiousness about it i think if we were to yeah, yeah get a formula for what suburbs fuck and whatnot it's just yeah, it's just the so ones true. that are trying to be what they're not and salisbury is just being what it is it ain't trying anything and that's pretty hot Pretty hot to me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that reasoning, Henry. Sounds Lock it in. Lock it in. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. We, uh, we might call it there, folks. Absolutely fantastic to... I call it a day. Might call it a day. Fantastic to share some time with you and talk about Salisbury. Go have a listen to the Salisbury Has Warehouses uh, song from the Mangroves if you, yeah. you want to relive it. Maybe that, you know, a bit of a companion piece to this episode. Yeah. And can- if, if you want to see it live, apparently we're playing at the Valley Fiesta. I haven't heard anything more about that. but um- Yeah, we're... Um- are you going to be... I don't, I don't know any of the details. What's going on with that? Are you going to be in Greaser? Yeah. No, we're going to be at a bar called King's. What? Which is new. Huh? 
So sort of just interested as uh, much as anything to find out what Kings is like. You sure it's not like Kings College? You're not going to be playing in the <laughs> in the in the or, in the bloody or, mess hall. Or I'd love to be playing, you know, King of Kings. Oh, that could be fun. And that'd be that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be lovely. The empty shell of it. Mm. Closed down, didn't it? I thought just for COVID. I thought it closed down for good. I here's what I think happened. It was rep- yep. <laughs> reported as being closed down for good. I think multiple media outlets, including Nova's Breakfast Show, reported that, and then they were all on Media Watch, is what I think happened. Because oh. I think they, King of Kings, clarified that they were closing down for a short period of time. Oh no, it wasn't for COVID. It was for renovations. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure King of Kings closed for renovations, and then um, it got in like May of last year. So I think it got rolled up into a story within some media outlets of like another Brisbane institution lost off the back of the pandemic. But I, I don't think it actually did. I don't know if it's open yet or what's happening or I don't know. Yeah, apparently they they said they'd reopen, but they, I think, clearly haven't. Eh, right. Um, I think they moved to Upper Mount Gravatt. Ah. Which is a fucking downgrade, I tell you. Well, uh, that ain't ain't the valley. No, but it ain't far from Salisbury either. And what a great unpack it was. Mm. It was a great unpack. And uh, we'll see you next time. Let us know what suburbs you want to hear. And or any, any topics. There's been, you know, burgeoning chat about the best chips in Brisbane, so maybe that's one. Yeah, true. That could be good. There has been. Well, I uh, I didn't, unfortunately, on my visit back to Brisbane this time get to... Uh, no, we didn't get Metro Chicken. Get to eat the Metro Chicken. Toby... I was hungover. Toby is adamant that I did get it. But anyway, that's all good. Oh, well. well. Oh, well. All right. Until next time. Thanks, folks. Have a lovely, lovely week.